welcome 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 everyone welcome to self-proclaimed my name's Vare and I shall be your host how are you all doing how's your week been how have you been for the past couple of weeks I hope that you all enjoyed my no negative Nancy vibes podcast because that that came straight from the soul that came from deep within I was keeping it so real and I think I said in the podcast that I don't like recording when I'm in that sort of like frame of mind where I just feel so consumed by all the bad luck that's going on and yeah I usually just have nothing good to say so I'm really proud of myself for like putting that out there and also trying to have a positive spin on it so yeah I have been trying incredibly incredibly hard I honestly I don't even feel like I should be trying this hard it is a a bit embarrassing that I'm having to try this hard to be a positive poly because I just refuse to let the bad things like ruin my perspective and sort of ruin my not life but a good chunk of my year I definitely find it very easy to slip into bad habits and I spoke about that in the last episode if you've not listened to it definitely go and listen to it for a bit more context but yeah so what have I been up to these past couple of weeks it has definitely been quite busy and it it's just one of those time periods where every single day merges into one like do you guys ever get those periods where everything is the same but never ending you know i'm like uni is quite intense rowing getting in a solid block of training is never going to be easy and on top of that i've been working a lot so so much um so I feel like I've just been here, there, everywhere, which is the complete opposite of what I'm trying to like practice and what I'm preaching, you know, I'm telling everyone to live a simple life and, you know, not overwork themselves and here I am doing the exact opposite and I'm really going to get into that in this episode because I need to hold myself accountable and I need to call myself out on my bullshit because it's actually crap, like, oh, I have this endless cycle as well like I see patterns developing so I had my very emotional outburst a couple of weeks ago in my last episode where everything was just so grey and I literally felt so overwhelmed and felt like the world was crumbling beneath me um which is valid like shit was tough okay shit is tough it's not gonna be easy if it was easy everyone would do it but then from that I try and find reasons to validate those emotions and that feeling of being overwhelmed so I go into self-sabotage mode and this really clicked for me because the last couple of podcasts I listened to were about self-sabotage and I was like kind of crazy like what is the universe trying to tell me what is the universe trying to tell me because it is not a coincidence that the podcast that I'm listening to all in the same week we'll talk about self-sabotage wild so 
The first episode that I listened to was a seedling podcast. Definitely go and give that a listen. It's by Simone Edmonds and Mia Kruger. I hope I've said her last name right. But it is such like a nice, wholesome. Like I love a podcast that is for the girls and the girls only, you know? Like it just gives me life. Um and that was all about self-sabotage. And it was really interesting to hear how other people self-sabotage because I couldn't imagine doing that in my wildest dreams and not that it's like wrong or right you know like everything's valid but I was just like wow that's really really interesting um and then the second podcast that I listened to literally today on my drive back home from work oh gosh anyway was Olivia Neal's in a monologue um and in her like Q&A section she was talking about self-sabotage and I was like damn the universe is really out here calling me out calling me out so it's only natural and it's only right for me to talk about it on my podcast and sort of just delve into the ways that I self-sabotage because it was interesting hearing Simone talking about her self-sabotage and there's certain things that I wouldn't even view as self-sabotage you know what I mean like I can't even think of examples off the top of my head but I just find it interesting because I'm like, I know that there's these things that I'm doing right now would seem like are just like a hardworking, you know, motivated gal to others. But I know, I know deep down that this is self-sabotage and I know I'm basically trying to set myself up for failure. So yeah, after the No Negative Nancy Vibes podcast, I definitely gave it my all with the positive poly but it's just when you feel away when you feel away you can't fake it at least I can't like I am not a fake it till you make it kind of gal I tried doing it and I definitely preach it more than I practice it but I wear my emotions on my sleeve like everyone will know how I feel and I'm not even sorry about it at the end of the day I keep it real like I'm not gonna dance around an uncomfortable topic because yeah anyway I was feeling my feelings for a bit too long and I went to food to comfort me which is only natural like I was a fat kid and I definitely don't think that it's unhealthy to eat with some emotion behind it and let me tell you why like I feel like that's kind of controversial especially in this day and age where it's like food is fuel and like you you have to eat healthy and clean but for me food has always been such a big part of my life as I said former fat kid here um and growing up I definitely relied on food to pacify me and to soothe me, calm me, you know, food was there when I was happy, food was there when I was sad, it was one of the main things that I could control, so I think that if I stripped food of all the emotions that it can fulfil for me, that would be very unnatural, um, just because of how much it means to me, and I'm aware that everyone's relationship with food is so different like the way some people control their eating is by restricting food rather than going to food to find comfort which is what I do um and another reason that I think 
food shouldn't be stripped of the emotions that it can incur is because food makes you feel a certain way. If you eat good food, you feel good. And to a certain extent, you are what you eat. Like, I strongly believe that when I'm eating things that make me feel good, and it may not make someone else feel good, that's fine. You know, like, we're all different individuals. But when I eat something that makes me feel good, I definitely lead a better life. I definitely have more clarity when I'm thinking. And I'm happy, you know? That's that's an emotion that I want to feel. So to say that food should not be used to pacify or should not be used to comfort I think is incorrect that is my hot take so yeah the way that I was using food to self-sabotage was by comfort eating and eating things that I knew wouldn't make me feel good in the long run so I went to good old trusty McDonald's a childhood favorite of mine and I think I had that like twice in one week I was having lots of cakes and chocolate and you know sweet treats which are definitely good in moderation and I definitely find joy in eating those things in moderation but when I choose to eat them as like my main substance and my main fuel it doesn't make me feel good I end up getting tummy aches constipated breaking out having sugar crashes and I just don't feel energized and fueled for the day so that's how I tend to self-sabotage when it comes to using food to comfort me um and a big part of that is because when I'm eating the food, like the duration of eating it, I feel absolutely ecstatic. I feel like all my sorrows and worries are being washed away, you know, by the delicious sweet treats. Um, but then almost immediately after, like once it's finished, I feel awful. You know, my stomach starts to hurt, I'm getting bloated and then what comes with that is this rush of guilt because I know that it's not good for me I know that this is not what is going to make me feel good in the long run um so yeah then I feel guilt and I'm like crap like I've set up future virus for failure but it's such an instinctive reaction to like go to eating the things that I know won't make me feel good in the long run but will pacify me in the short run I don't even have time to think about you know what I'm doing to think about the consequences of my actions it feels like and I guess that's just because I'm in such a low place that there sort of isn't really a moment to spare to think to to have any foresight you know there isn't really energy there to think about the long run because I'm like right now I feel awful and I don't want to feel this way and that's the thing with self-sabotage like it it's only logical that every single act of self-sabotage is the most stupid thing that you could ever do but when you're doing it the emotion that you're feeling is so consuming and you really you just don't want to feel that like so for example in the in a monologue um podcast by olivia neil she was talking about calling her ex and i can only imagine like 
the emotion that you're feeling in the moment where it's like so all-consuming and you know that this person is someone that you used to rely on to you know wipe away all your fears your worries your sorrows so you call them but then you know that in the long run that's just so stupid and so dumb because it's gonna fuck up your emotions and all those things so basically that's how food is for me it's like calling an ex i know that for years and years of my life food was always there for me and it gave me the comfort that i needed and it's something that i rely on heavily to make me feel good whether i'm self-sabotaging or not so yeah that like that was really tough because i'm quite a self-aware person as well if you can't tell by my entire podcast so I'm very reflective so whenever I would eat something that wouldn't make me feel good in the long run and I'd feel bloated I'd be constipated I would reflect and I'd be like but why did you do that like where was the foresight where was the perspective but I'm not gonna blame myself for my actions I'm gonna hold myself accountable you know I know that it's something that I should try and avoid to do but I'm not going to blame myself because at the end of the day, I'm only human and like people make mistakes and mistakes are made to be learned from. So yeah, that was sort of like phase one of the self-sabotage. Now we're in phase two. So let me tell you about it. Okay. Let me tell you about it. Cause I'm big mad that I've only had this revelation today. Like I'm, ugh. anyway, as I said, I can't blame myself. I'm only human. So yeah, I was like, all right, I'm done with the crappy eating. I'm done with feeling bloated. I'm done with it, okay? Like, I feel awful and I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. I'm waking up tired and I have no energy throughout the day. So in the past few days, I've been eating a lot healthier, you know, and it's been making me feel good. I feel great. I feel like I have so much energy. So what do I do? I'm like, you know what? Every single shift in the world for work, give it to me give it to Byrate. she can handle it she can do it and this week has been quite an intense week regardless so let me talk you through what what's been going on um of course i have training seven days this week not not just the usual six we've got seven days of training this week and then I've got the classic uni, but I have had deadlines for two assignments and I've had to do two presentations and I have an exam, which is way more intense than the usual uni week, by the way. Like most of the times I don't actually have anything to submit for uni. So the fact that I have what, like five deadlines in one week is just chaos. It is chaotic. Like it is not what i signed up for i love cosplaying a student when i actually have to be a student i'm offended i'm literally here reading articles and doing statistics and it's aggressively offensive to me anyway so yeah on top of that on top of that i literally am working five days a week where do i find the time lots of people and this is what i mean by like the certain self-sabotage things that people would perceive as like oh my god like you're just so hardworking, you're so dedicated and lots of people ask me where I find the time I don't I don't 
there is no time i have i have the same 24 hours in a day as you my guy as you so i've been waking up early so that i can fit in training before i have to run to uni and then run to work after that is just not on vire literally a couple of episodes ago i was preaching back to basics wholesome living slowing down going at my own pace what the fuck am i doing working five days a week training seven days in one week and having five uni deadlines all in week like Barry, this is this is not what the universe wants for you. This is not this is not what I want for me. Most importantly, like working obviously is fulfilling. Like I love the work that I do. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. But at the same time, I don't really have a second to myself. Um, so after this week, I'm gonna dial it back a million notches and actually start practicing what I preach and. I guess I'm grateful that I have had this revelation before it got to the third stage of self-sabotage, which is when the self-sabotage sabotages and you actually have to suffer the consequences of your actions. And for me, that ends up in feeling like crap because, you know, I've been fueling myself incorrectly and also feeling like crap because I've been overworking myself and then I get so overwhelmed and, you know, so defeated mentally as well because I filled my plate up so much that it's literally impossible to fulfill every single task that I've given myself. So I feel like a failure, you know? And I think for me, at least, the reasons that I self-sabotage is to almost validate the, the the fears and the anxieties that I have around what I do, you know, like, as I said in the last episode, Feb trials didn't really go my way, it wasn't perfect, it was far from it, so I'm definitely not feeling the most confident, and I think in order to validate that and to sort of just prove my negative thoughts and be like yeah you're worthless I just set myself up for failure I I give myself you know not enough nutrition and then on top of that overwork myself so then I'm so beat and I'm so tired and as I said you know the moment that I'm not able to do one task that I've set for myself I'm immediately a failure and I have granted that one negative thought full ammunition to like consume me and yeah it's it's not healthy it really isn't and I think it's one of those things that is not normalized but it's something that everyone goes through and I guess I wish that it wasn't a cycle that so many people had to go through but if I had all the answers gosh that would make life a bit too easy wouldn't it um so yeah that's that's been the vibe as i said i am not gonna let the self-sabotage win i refuse i absolutely refuse because i worked so hard and that's another thing as well like sometimes i feel the need to prove to myself that i do work hard like the biggest insult to me would be if someone was like oh like do you even work for what you have like do you even work hard because I do I 
work too hard and not that I have to prove it to anyone but I don't know why but deep down inside I still have this sort of like whiny little voice of like oh you, you don't want it bad enough you're not working hard enough and I guess maybe it is an element of imposter syndrome which is like very linear with the whole self-sabotage thing because I guess self-sabotage is an aim to make yourself fail so that you can't achieve what you really want to achieve so yeah I definitely feel like there's still an element of imposter syndrome being a rower being like a high performance athlete and it's just so silly it's so silly everything's so silly all of it is so silly and at the end of the day like I'm grateful for the self-awareness and I'm grateful for the coping mechanisms and tools to help me not let it consume me but oh it's so tiring it's so so tiring and I mean as I said I've been trying really really hard to be a positive poly that's not easy either but at the end of the day I'm so determined to like keep my mental health on track because the last thing I want is to burn out before before I even give myself a chance and I know how important this year is but at the same time I just don't want to let it define me as well which is something that I think helps me validate the whole hard working situation because I define myself as someone that is you know a high performance athlete and works really hard so I feel like I constantly have to prove that to myself and I constantly have to be like yes you are a high performing athlete that works very hard look at all these things that you're doing and then I just burn out like it anyway yeah I hope that in the future as well I'm able to realize the pattern before it gets too late like I'm really glad that I was able to realize you know the eating situation but oh my goodness I was caught red-handed whilst I was literally driving an hour from work so I had to drive all the way to Andover and I did a whole day of work there and I was driving back and I was like looking at the time I was like okay great perfect I have about half an hour until I go do the coaching for the juniors at Twickenham why am I working twice in a day why why I don't need to like I'm very very privileged I'm very very grateful that I have the opportunity to even work so the fact that I'm almost abusing work like as if it's a drug psychotic behavior I'd also be intrigued to hear what other self-sabotage things like little quirks that other people have because I feel like mine just don't make sense I guess the, the food thing makes a lot of sense I think lots of people come for eat but the work thing that's just so wild to me especially as a as a lady of leisure like give me nothing to do I love it I eat that shit up but at the same time I am entirely a busybody like that is what this entire podcast is about the life of a busybody babe and I guess I do enjoy doing things to a certain extent so yeah any other updates for you I deleted TikTok again 
for Lent. I think I said that in the last episode as well, that I I had to delete TikTok because that really, really doesn't help my mental health. The mindless scrolling and then on top of that, the overconsumption of media, it's just not good for my brain. Like, I genuinely feel myself acting differently. Like, I feel like I'm not even myself, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, like, speaking, but it's not me. And I also realised that, actually, when I was watching this show. So I was braiding my hair over the weekend and it literally took, like... I want to say 20 hours no joke well I mean I slept for four hours so 16 hours um and I was watching the show one of us is lying and it gets a bit dark and twisted and the way that I was like talking to myself afterwards was just so dark and twisted I was like probably this is who is this this is not you I'm just so impressionable I don't know if it's an ADHD thing a Gen Z thing or just a general ditzy gal thing but the way my brain sort of alters to whatever media I'm consuming other than reading actually like obviously when I read like heavy books that are a bit more serious it is sad but I just feel sad I don't feel like talking to myself in a certain way so I feel like that is so strange and someone definitely needs to like do research into it but I say this with full confidence I know I'm not the only one like the way that TikTok has altered my brain not a vibe and I'm really really trying to not just use Instagram reels as like a new TikTok but my Instagram reels are a lot less toxic than my TikTok anyway because they're just all like strong women lifting weights which I love I absolutely adore so yeah and then it's also a lot more difficult to get lost in instagram reels but with tiktok i'm just always searching for that dopamine hit i'm always searching for that you know i'm 22 living in new york and i live the best life ever like that is what i live for that's the content i die for but it's like not healthy for me at least because then i end up comparing myself even though I'm living the exact life that I want to live anyway, like, I really am out here acting as if I have such a miserable, dreadful life, because I'm just comparing myself to everyone else, and I'm like, but you don't even want to live in New York, right? that would give you so much overstimulation, you'd hate that, you couldn't even be, like, more than 10 miles away from your mother, you know, like, you know, and I, it's just so silly, so many silly things going on honestly life has been feeling like a fever dream lately and i was gonna do like the entire episode on just how life has been a fever dream but i had to hold myself accountable with the self-sabotage but i'll tell you a couple of things that have been fever dreamy i guess you can say so the fact that i paid four pounds five pence for apples and grapes at tesco's that that almost wiped me out man like i was like what on earth is going on in the house of commons what what is this economy so apparently inflation is almost at 10 percent. like make it you you cannot tell me you cannot tell me that this is god's green earth that we are living on genuinely 
if someone started a cult and said we're actually living in hell I would follow it I'd be like you're so right I'm sorry but there is no way that grapes and apples cost four pounds five pence and I'm really intrigued to see if it's like just a London thing but I fear that it's not if inflation is almost at 10% yikes yikes terrifying terrifying stuff so that really gave me fever dream energy and honestly just blew me away and then I I proceeded to do a whole Tesco shop because I was like I need to eat and because I've been trying to eat healthier and stuff so you know that shit was like bloody expensive I was like cheese louise not vegetables and fruits almost bankrupting me yikes what are yikes other things that have had me in a fever dream is basically the fact that my march is so busy and i know that i said i'd stop working but there's some things that i've like fully committed to basically and looking at my march calendar you know on like i cal i calendar apple calendar whatever the fuck it's called um on like the days that there are things you have to do there's a little dot genuinely i think three out of 31 days i am not doing anything ah i'm so scared i'm so scared why do i do this to myself but don't don't be fooled and also don't be scared some of the things are genuinely just like going out to have food with a friend you know but i'm gonna be having to leave the house and interact and i think i don't know is that blokey aggy self-sabotage hmm great question i don't know like i love seeing my friends and i know that seeing my friends makes me feel better but i also love being by myself i have very limited time to be by myself but yeah it's just one of those things would i rather be by myself or go and see a friend nine times out of ten i think i'd rather go and see a friend to be honest with you because they just bring me so much laughter and joy and happiness so i i'm gonna mark that as not self-sabotage but i sometimes i do just feel like i had an like i wish i had an extra day in the week or like an extra five hours a day just to be by myself to be completely alone and i have been craving solitude so much recently like unreal amounts because i guess throughout lockdown well what was it second or third lockdown i was living by myself in egham and i really got to know myself and at first i was so scared i mean like that's why i started this podcast if you listen to the earlier episodes i probably sound like a completely different person but i was so scared to be by myself and by my like with my own thoughts because mentally you know wasn't really in a great place now i'm in a much much better place but at the same time i'm like yeah like being by myself would just be great again completely by myself oh what a dream maybe i'll book myself a little holiday since i have been working so hard and that's another thing that has me in a fever dream oh my gosh sorry i keep on going back and forth between the self-sabotage and then another tangent and then the fever dream anyway i think this will be my last thing another thing that has me in a fever dream is the way that i'm really 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 seeing just that when you have money you have no time 
when you have time you have no money when i was younger all the time in the world literally could do anything i wanted but not a penny to my name now have i got money yes but that's not to say that if i get one too many parking tickets i might be filing bankruptcy you know like genuinely if these parking tickets and parking fines continue (laughs) there'll be no money left in the bank but you know like i can get my nails done i can do my hair i can go out to eat with my friends but the time the time is not really there as i thought it would be adulthood is such a scam it is literally the biggest scam of my life and it's scary but anyway somehow i'm getting through it and i'm dragging you all along with me so yeah i hope that you enjoyed this episode where i continued on with just figuring out my shit mentally one day one day i'll stop complaining but until then i hope you guys enjoyed and i will catch you in the next one